Hello listeners, welcome back to the Reading Teacher's Lounge. Did you miss us? This is the Reading Teacher's Lounge where listeners can eavesdrop on professional conversations between elementary reading teachers. We're passionate about literacy and strive to find strategies to reach all learners. Shannon and Mary are neighbors who realized that they were literacy soul sisters at a dinner in their Atlanta neighborhood. Once they started chatting about reading, they haven't really stopped. Come join the conversation. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6. The focus of this chat is auditory learners. You've got Shannon Betts here. I've been teaching since 2002 in a variety of roles, classroom teacher, reading specialist, and others. Currently, I'm working in a small private school serving as the resource teacher and guidance counselor. You've just got me today. Mary couldn't make it this time. I'll do my best to hold your attention, provide information, and serve your time wisely. Auditory learning is a topic I could talk about with authority because I've spent my whole life engaging with the world as an auditory learner and because that's my primary learning modality. I've naturally leaned towards these te teaching techniques in my instructional practice because it's my natural learning style. I think that whatever learning style we have, we tend to do that the most often as teachers. You can um, let me know on you know, social media if you find that to be true as well. So today's episode, we're going to go through the characteristics of auditory learners. We're going to discuss strategies and tools for these types of learners. And I just want to um, add a caveat to all of these multi-sensory um, episodes that even though we're focusing on one type of learner, like we had a visual learner episode, this one's um, talking about auditory learners, and we're going to have a tactile learners episode. When you're doing multi-sensory activities, you want to try to include as many of those senses at one time. If you could do two or three, Two is good, but three is best, um, and that's going to really be the best for all the learners in your um, that you're serving in your reading instruction or that you're working with, and that's going to cement their learning. So if you can do multisensory activities in your teaching, that's going to help your students learn whatever concept that you're teaching in reading or even in another subject. Um, I'm going to start by saying that... Um, Check all the sources that we've linked in our show notes to get some ideas for um, understanding auditory learners best. And I want to start with one tip from one of the sources that says, realize auditory learners learn not only by hearing, but also by giving expression to what they learn by verbalizing it. Additionally, these children learn by hearing others express what they have learned. And I'll start with that comment because that really describes, I think, me to a T. I've always said um, I'm kind of a Socratic learner and that I've always learned by talking things out. I think that's why I started a podcast in the first place is because I, I understand things the best when I practice verbalizing it with others and then I kind of build on my own thinking as I keep talking about it. And I was always that um, student in the classroom, even in like huge lecture halls in college where there'd be 300 students in the room, I would be the one raising my hand asking the professor follow-ups and, well, what do you mean about this? And what about this? And I was always just trying, that was the only way I could fully understand anything we were learning was by talking about it. So I think a lot of times we think about auditory learners as 
people that listen, but it's also, it's that speaking and listening together um, that really helps that auditory learning happen. So let's go through some learning characteristics of auditory learners. And then um, I'll sprinkle in throughout, I'll mention some activities that I've used to help the students with this type of learning style um, throughout the lesson, but then I'll also talk about them after I go through the characteristics. So um, obviously this goes without saying, but auditory learners probably like to talk. They might be more of your talkative students. I ended up usually getting B's and C's in conduct when I was in elementary school. And I think my teachers thought I was talking to my classmates. I, I might have been talking to my neighbors just about kind of, you know, chit chat or whatever. But I think I was also talking to them about learning because that's always been, you know, how I learn is just by talking. And so auditory learners a lot of times do like to talk. They might talk to themselves or talk to others. Um, Sometimes they might read aloud, like if you have those students who um, have to move their mouths and read um, by whispering or talking aloud, that might be a characteristic and an indication that they're an auditory learner. Um, they have trouble concentrating when, noise, when the environment is noisy. That's always been the case for me, especially now after my concussion. I lose all thinking ability when I have a lot of noise around. And so... Um, Anyway, you want to think about um, the noise environment if you have a lot of auditory learners in your room. You don't want it to be too quiet and you don't want it to be too loud. So there's like the right type of noise. Um, auditory learners like to listen too. They like to listen to music. They like maybe like to listen to audiobooks. They like to listen to be read aloud. Um, they like listening to lectures and listening to stories. And they usually will prefer lecture and discussion rather than... Um, building models or visual projects and things like that. You're definitely going to see strong listening skills with those students. You'll see them contributing to class discussions regularly. And I'm sure you're already thinking about some students that you work with that are um, these types of learners that are raising their hands in the whole group, or maybe if they don't feel as comfortable in the whole group, that they are um, participating in those discussions in the small groups. Um, a lot of times they're storytellers or collaborators in a group. Uh, my youngest son is this way. He got the storytelling award in, in daycare and in preschool and in kindergarten because he's constantly talking about his learning, telling stories about things in his life and just running his mouth. Um, auditory learners are good at explaining ideas out loud. They recognize changes and nuances in the tone of voice. So they're pretty good at recognizing um, things like that when you're talking. And that's true for me where I can, uh, I actually prefer talking on the phone, but a lot of people these days prefer email or text, but then I can't tell that tone of voice um, just through the written word. And so auditory learners are just better at reading that um, those voice changes, the volume of the voice, um, maybe even the facial expression of people that are talking. Um, many of you probably are auditory learners just in the audience because you're choosing to, to listen and tune into a podcast format. So I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, but we did want to, anyway, you'll recognize these things in yourself. And then I want you to kind of turn that around and you know, recognize these characteristics in your students. And one of the biggest things for auditory learners is they work through complex problems by talking out loud. And like I said, I did that in college. I did that when I was in high school. Um, 
I do that even in staff meetings or grade level meetings where if I'm trying to understand a new standard or what we're teaching or if I even want to understand what my students' you know, assessments results are about or trying to understand a learner and what's going on with them, it helps me to talk it out. It just helps me to process that thinking and say, well, what about this and what about this? And there's something about the process of talking it out and finding the words um, going from my head to my mouth and saying them out loud that helps me think and helps me learn. And so um, this is me. I am an auditory learner. Are you? So these are some tips that you can do to help your auditory learners. Um, a big one is to allow them to teach to others. If they are really good at explaining things out loud, then you can have them teach to a classmate or you know, turn and talk and explain what they've done so that they can really cement their learning, especially if you notice that they're kind of on the cusp of getting a concept, but they're not quite there. Ask them to explain it to a peer, even if they're not 100% confident about it, and that will help them um, bridge that learning and really um, cement what it is that you're trying to them to grasp. Um, you can definitely do this. I know a lot of times we forget sometimes to do the closure part of the workshop model where we do our mini lesson and we do our work time and then we're usually rushed to get to recess or lunch or the next subject and sometimes we forget to do the closure but this is a really important piece um, for the auditory learners where they can um, answer the essential question of the day and explain um, what they've learned that day and how they're better at understanding that than they were the day before and you can bring in your tactile learners by having them write about this first and then talking about it later you can bring in your visual learners by having them to sketch what they've learned and then have your auditory learners talk about it um, but this is a really key thing for them to um, take that teaching and then turn it into learning I use a lot of different activities for um, auditory learners with rhymes and songs in my reading lessons. Um, there's an old song that I learned in my pre-service teaching. I, I do not know the source, so I cannot credit it, but it's about rhyming, and I always start my units and um, review it in my teaching really quickly on the kidney table, but it goes, sound, sound, sound alike except where they begin. Rhyming, 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 middle and the end. Cake, bake, sound alike, so do herd and bird. Rhyming, 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 middle and the end. And something about that song, it's just so catchy and it's quick and the students remember that rhyming is middle and the end. And then you, you can keep going with the verses where they add other words instead of cake, bake. You could have them come up with words that sound alike. So I really like using that song um, to help memorize concepts. And then I also have a, in my resources, and I can link this one, it was a scholastic resource with songs to help learn the sight words. And they take normal tunes that students would know, like row, row, row your boat and things like that, and made little songs to go with certain sight words. And this really helps, especially with some of the irregular words, for my students to remember how to read and spell them. So like one of them for the word have went, H-A-V-E spells have a word you should know. 
don't remember how the rest of it goes, but like even just that little bit, I would teach the students and then they would remember to spell have, H-A-V-E spells have. So a little song like that can sometimes help. So I will link to that um, scholastic resource in the show notes. Um, I also remember the one for little. It was like L-I-T-T-L-E, little, little, L-I-T-T-L-E, that's how you spell little. And just something like that, it just really helps. Um, another thing you can do for your auditory learners is to have them um, say what they're learning out loud um, to remember it. So they could read over their notes, um, like into a Google Doc if they wanted to. They could use, you know, speech to text feature, um, or they could read in a voice recorder um, app or something, and or they could even just read it aloud, you know, to a neighbor or to a stuffed animal or something um, but saying their study material out loud like what you want them to know if you want them to memorize definitions or if you want them to know certain vocabulary words or if you want them to practice their spelling words they could practice spelling them out loud um, they could remember their math facts that way and have them um, say it out loud and then if they're recording it have them listen to their notes over and over is really going to help them um, with their learning and you can also have them just read aloud to the class um, and like I said before discussing the material that they're learning really really helps I use a lot of um, sounding out um, techniques and strategies with the students the readers that I work with um, probably because I'm an auditor learner myself, so these are some of the techniques I've developed, but they do seem to help in the multi-sensory practice. Um, but I will have the students listen to me sound out words and listen for my errors. And so I'll have them, like, for example, the word um, bag, I'll either say the sounds incorrectly but um, blend it correctly or I'll say the sounds correctly but blend it incorrectly so I'll do either of those errors so I might say b egg bag or I might say b ag back and then I'll say ask the student hey am I right did you hear my mistake or was I correct and um, ask them to point out where was my mistake? Was it in the beginning? Was it in the middle? Was it the end? And then if I add an Elkonin box for a visual, that helps even more. Or if you add a chip for the student to kind of match those sounds as, I'm, as you're saying them, then you can bring in all the senses. But even just having them listen to me um, seems to help. And then they tend to uh, be better at catching their own mistakes after we practice that a lot. So that's one technique that you can do for auditory learners. Also having the words say the words, having the learners say the words in syllables and sounding out the word out loud if they're struggling with it, rather than just trying to say it um, in a soft voice. You can have the students paraphrase directions and tell their classmates what they're supposed to be doing. That will help them understand what they need to learn. Um, you can do choral reading and shared reading, and you can go back to season two if you want to listen to some of our episodes about those practices. I've also um, done another thing for word wall is we'll do word wall spelling where we'll um, kind of do it like a cheerleader, like for the word said, give me an S, S, give me an A, A, give me an I, I, give me a D, D, what's that spell? Said, said, said. And so 
that can help your auditory learners too. And then especially, like I said, if you put the visual clue in front of them and you have that auditory practice, that will really, really help those auditory learners. I want to look over my notes and make sure I'm not mentioning, forgetting to mention anything else that I wanted to say. I mentioned peer tutoring. You can use audiobooks to help your auditory learners, and there's also a lot of really good apps these days for that, and I'll link to some of those in the show notes. I like also using YouTube videos as part of my mini lessons, and that will help the audio and the visual learners because um, it gives them like a hook for them to learn, you know, the concepts. They're watching something and they're listening to something, and it usually because it's a video it's a little bit a part of a story and so that gives them something to remember um, that as they're learning you can have the students present to classmates like I said especially in closure time or also just doing audio presentations like if they're explaining um, they could do a book report or they could explain you know what does inferencing mean or Tell me how a short vowel is different than a long vowel. Having them explain that difference and really um, practice the words and talk it out is going to help that auditory learner and then also the other auditory learners that are um, in the class. You can have very, you can build relationships and have very meaningful reading conferences with your auditory learners and talk about books and um, help build that metacognition for the students where you're asking, you know, did you understand that part? Or I noticed when you were reading this part that you kind of had a questioning voice. Is that a huh part where you didn't quite understand? Then maybe you need to try this strategy and go reread and try this comprehension strategy to make sure you understood um, that part of the story or um, if it's not even to that level and it's just a student who's beginning to decode um, you can also encourage metacognition about the decoding and uh, I have a lot of students even at the very beginning of reading uh, be able to finally articulate you know do these vowels sound the same to you like when I say the short a and the short o a and ah do those sound the same or do they sound different to you? And Or where is this word tough for you? Or where are you struggling? Why is this word hard for you? Um, do you feel like you understand this? And the more you can have students pay attention to their own thinking and then talk about it, that will help your auditory learners and will help all the learners because you're building that relationship with students. And these critical conversations are just really great for your auditory learners. I always appreciated them when my teachers had those conversations with me. It feels very strange to be here without Mary, you guys. So I'm sorry. She did a great job um, doing some episodes without me in season two, and this is my first time in season three doing one without her. So I think I've gone through most of the characteristics of auditory learners. Um, I'm going to link a bunch more resources in the show notes, and I hope that you will check those out and find some other um, ideas for helping students with that type of learning style and also use these as ideas for bringing more of the auditory um, practice into your multi-sensory literacy instruction. I appreciate you listening today. We are sorry that season three has not had as many episodes as we were wanting. I know everybody is scrambling trying to teach during a pandemic um, and that is us included and so Season three is, is what it is, and we're excited to 
we're already planning for season four and I'm not going to be working as much in season four. I'm going to be mostly focused on the podcast. And so we're going to be able to give you a lot more um, listener, uh, yeah, a lot more episodes and we have some interviews planned and things like that. So we'll do a few more episodes of season three and then we'll kind of regroup um, at the end of the summer and then, you know, start start season four nice and fresh for you guys. But I wanted to tell you before I go that we have um, been lately on the app Clubhouse. If you are an iPhone user, you can go ahead and get that app. And we have some um, invites if you would like some. So you could just email us at readingteacherslounge at gmail.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram if you want an invite for your iPhone for that app or um Clubhouse has said that the Android version is coming in May, so that's not too long from now, and then we can have even more of you join us. But for those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is a really unique app in that it's a place where you can have live conversations. So it's sort of like Zoom meets Facebook meets Instagram, where you follow people and you can see when they're online. And then you can either schedule a talk or you can have sort of a spontaneous talk, but it's all audio based. And so yeah, I do them all the time in my PJs with no makeup on my face. It's like podcasting. I can just be comfy. So I love that about the format. But um, some of you listeners have been posting on Instagram, you know, that we're on Clubhouse. Come join us. And y'all have started to join us on the chat. So I've created a club called the Reading Teacher's Lounge. And I want all of you to join that if you can and feel comfortable um, joining that app and joining the club because it's a way for us to we, you know, we say in these episodes, join the conversation, and it's an actual way for us to talk and say, hey, you know, you tell me your ideas for auditory learners. You know, we've had um, chats talking about barriers to reading. We had a chat talking about just what are we going to do in fourth quarter um, before the end of the school year. Um Another listener, Tess, hi Tess, uh, she's created a club called Structured Literacy Teachers and we've I've joined in on some of those chats where we've been talking about structured literacy practices and the science of reading and it's just a really great place for us to actually get to know each other and have more in-depth conversations rather than me just sitting at the microphone sharing about my reading instruction but able to hear from all of you in a more interactive way. So I really would love it if you would join us on Clubhouse. Um, iPhone users can join us now. Like I said, email me if you need an invite or just if you're already on there, search for Reading Teachers Lounge or you can search for me. Um, it's my same Instagram handle, RDNG Development. Um, or you can just search clubs for Reading Teachers Lounge and you'll find it. Um, and then Android users, you'll be able to join in May. And so I hope that you'll join us on Clubhouse because it's a really cool way to bring the conversation live. And it's giving Mary and me way, ideas and ways for us to um, use platforms beyond Clubhouse to actually make this um, Reading Teachers Lounge a more interactive learning community. So um, good things in store. It's really good to talk to you guys and connect with you. And we appreciate your patience. Um, because season two and season three didn't have as many episodes as we were expecting. So we appreciate your patience as we've, um, as I've been in recovery from my brain injury. And then we've all been dealing with teaching in a pandemic. Um, and 
we're just glad to have you here and thank you for tuning in and we have exciting new things in store. So I appreciate all of you who've reached out through email or in messages. I've heard from a good many of you on, um, in, in those various platforms in different ways that you've reached out. So I love hearing about your teaching and your students and continue to reach out for it to us. You can find us on Instagram at Reading Teachers Lounge. You can find us um, an email, readingteacherslounge at gmail.com. On Facebook, we're also at Reading Teachers Lounge. And then you can find my personal or business um, Twitter and Instagram at RDNG Development and my website is readingdevelopment.com. So thank you so much for letting me speak to you solely today and staying with me the whole time and letting me chat about auditory learning. Our next episode will be about tactile learners and the hands-on kind of learning style. And then we've got some interviews planned and a few other things for the end of season three. So looking forward to our next chat. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you later.